Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Medigold Matters. Medigold Health is one of the UK's leading providers of health and wellness solutions to anyone who employs people, making sure that those people are fit, healthy, able to work and well. I'm John Griff and month by month we hear from a variety of people contributing to the Medigold story. This month I have not one, but two guests who are at the forefront of Medigold Health support for the smaller business sector and the people who work in what is a critically important part of the UK economy. Thomas Butcher is the sales director for Medigold Health. Alex Humphreys is small business consultant to the business. Both sat down with me recently to talk about Medigold's support for the small business community. But before talking about the detail of the market and the benefits of Medigold's occupational health service, I asked Tom and Alex to talk about themselves and the journeys which each took to their current positions. Here's Tom. So I've been in corporate healthcare for um, probably close to 13 years. Um, there's many elements to it you know insurance uh kind of health and well-being benefits uh running fitness centers on sites so occupational health was part of that pathway um and the reason i've stayed in 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 the industry the reason i enjoy it so much i think is the diversity so we effectively help businesses look after people and organizations look after people so every organization has people which are fundamental towards it whether they're in operational or strategic roles um, and we support them to get the most out of these individuals, their longevity, their performance. And, and nowhere is that more apparent than in occupational health. OK, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's a good way to, to get into the business in the first place. Alex, let me ask you, uh, welcome to the podcast. Why are you part of Medigold Health and why particularly small business? Because that's your priority. Um, I worked for a small family-owned occupational health business for quite a number of years, um, in total just over 10, I think. And I moved into Medigold Health following acquisition. And then I think naturally following doing a few years of corporate sales, um, it was apparent that my experience from working in the small business industry prior just kind of fit this service that we were launching um, and maybe also did my personality and the way I chat to people perhaps um, but yeah so it was just a natural fit really. Okay the, the ability to communicate with all kinds of people aka talk the hind legs off a donkey that helped. <laughs> yeah something like that I'll put it in those words. <laughs> Tom I'll, let me ask you the, a very straightforward question how is business for Medigold Health right now? We're coming off Hopefully the back of the coronavirus pandemic, although we still have a pandemic, but of course we have difficulties with the economy. There's, there's all sorts of difficulties right now. Is Medigold Health in good shape? So whilst we're uh, a medical organisation and you'd expect to have seen an upsurge during the pandemic, we're also a reflection of the economy as we support every organisation or every type of organisation. There's no industry sector that we don't support. So as these sectors decline, People are furloughed, people are put at home, workforces shrink, as does our business. So we had an initial squeeze, a big contraction, and then we started to burgeon out again with uh, a, a diversity of, of new services. So clinical services that we brought on to support people working from home, do you know, very quick assessments of, of, of ergonomics and workstations, and then to support slightly longer term with uh, dips in, in mental health. Um, 
And uh, that's you know before we get into to this the sort of COVID nineteen support services that we then began providing using our infrastructure. So whether it's consultancy and advice on how to manage it in the workplace, or indeed the testing, collection, uh, and analysis that we do using our, our laboratories and collection offices. So what we're seeing now is a return to normality uh, and certainly a large swathe of um, the economy going out to reassess their corporate organisational healthcare provision. I think it's been a bit of a wake-up call for many organisations, big and small. Um, but decision-making is slow, and I think that reflects people's hesitancy in the, the macroeconomic climate with people not wanting to make spending decisions. I'm interested to hear you say that. Decision-making is slow. Do you think it's slower than it was pre the pandemic? Because we've all got used to different ways of working. And I suppose weighing up which way to go with your business is now, well, for each individual consideration, for each individual question, the weighing up of the pros and cons actually is, is, is more difficult now. I think you're right, John. I think people have become more cautious. Um, the, the heyday of 2019 is something we all look back to fondly as this time when you know there was just money sloshing around I'm not sure whether that's the case or not I've totally forgotten to to be honest it seems like a lifetime ago but what we're dealing with now is organizations that know they need to invest in healthcare are coming around to the idea pretty quickly but but at the same time they have that kind of competing factor of containing cost maybe dealing with a slightly shrinking business or a very challenging competitive environment so these two things healthcare is typically considered to be a a fair weather service where you kind of chuck money into insurance and chuck money into benefits and you know you um you keep everybody happy i think what we're seeing now is that and what we're trying to to put forward um, is that it's an, an essential, it's a business essential. And I think people are coming around to this idea that they're going to have to incorporate it one way or another. We'll talk about essentials and, and, and benefits a little bit later on in this particular conversation. From your point of view, sort of helicopter view, how important is the small business sector? Clearly, it's very important to Alex because that's her priority. But from, from the point of view of Medigold Health itself, we're always told that our economy is based on us being a nation of shopkeepers. If we, if we expand that... Is our economy based on us being a nation of small businesses? And therefore, it's actually big business to, to an organisation like Medigold Health. Yep. Well, you're spot on. I think that that saying is um, exemplified by the fact that I believe 98% of, of all employers are small businesses, you know, classified small businesses. That's something in the region of five, five million, five and a half million. Um but then when you look to organisational workforces, which is our main focus, there's approximately 60% of all employed people are being employed by small organisations. So even when you take out those you know, massive multinationals and large UK employers that do account for you know, a good 40% of the workforce, there's still a huge chunk of people that need the support which their peers in large organisations already benefit from. And I think this is... This is the the thing that Medigold have come to realise over the last decade. You know, being uh, a family business, uh, still you know, 22 years later, we're we're a, a predominantly family-run business with a little bit of external support. This rings true to us. You know, we operated in you know a, a barn in somebody's backyard. We've moved offices as we've grown and we've acquired again, as Alex said, smaller um, family-run businesses with the same sort of ethos. So we know. Um, all too well that actually kind of making the decision between investing in benefits 
perceived benefits like healthcare and and well-being services compared to keeping the lights on is a real decision for people you know so making these services um understandable and affordable yes but also uh, accessible for small businesses that are doing a lot of things at once is a it's a huge priority for us. You know, we we see the large corporate market uh, as having become a little bit stale and stagnated over the last f- um, f- five to ten years with a lot of commoditization, um, uh, a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, reducing of uh, benefits and reducing of the way that managers act on on their instinct to refer people to occupational health i think sometimes it's seen as a bit of a luxury and people don't want to make you know take that cost um small businesses have not had the option historically they utilize gps which as we all know are overrun in terms of the work that they have and have very little time to support employers to help with their employee health situations Alex, what does occupational health mean in practical terms for small businesses? Tom talked about the economic decision-making process, the stagnation in the market and so on. But at the sharp end, how does this all work for small businesses? I think it starts um, a lot with education and awareness because when you say to me what does occupational health mean, I know what it means but a lot of small business owners don't know what it means. So you are very much starting at a very initial point in terms of when they have an issue, they don't really know what they're looking for and it can be a case of going onto Google, typing in uh, or any search engine, typing in what their issue is that they're facing and seeing what comes up and what they should do as a business. And so we're trying to create a lot of awareness at the moment to make them aware that if they were to have a product like this, they have a go-to point, they have a provider, um, and it just takes away the question mark and the uncertainty, not just for the business owners, but also for the employees. So the more awareness that we create around occupational health within the small business industry for the employees as well, they will know whether or not they're supported. And that's that answers all the questions, really. OK, you, you talked about service for the small business community. Let's just drill down a little bit in terms of what you understand small business to be, because you could cut it and say small business means small turnover businesses. You could also say that small businesses means small workforce businesses that actually generate millions of pounds worth of turnover. So which is it from, from Medigold Health's point of view? Because uh, even, even the term occupational health sounds very corporate. What, what does it mean at grassroots level? So the Medigold Health Protect product that we have promoted is particularly for the small and medium business industry. So we're basing it on headcount. So the government standard is any business with between three and 250 employees. So that's our main focus area. Um, I mean, that makes up 1.4 million businesses in the UK. So we've got quite a large audience to get through before we even look at expanding it into anything else um so yeah that's our primary market at the moment okay i'm I'm not looking for you to blow hot air up your competitors but are there a lot of businesses within the market or are you are you producing a service which is literally dovetailed into the small business sector different products for instance rather than cut down versions of products that might be for massive multinationals so again this is something that's unique um so we're at a very special time um we've took a leading stance in what we needed to offer and we've been the first business to offer it and there are similar kind of services but nothing that is what we're offering um, in terms of an all-inclusive management 
service and employee benefit service. There are a lot of employee benefit services out there, um, but they don't also add on the benefits that managers will receive, like our package as well. Everything is easily accessible on an online portal. Um, All of the managers will have access to the services that they need in terms of occupation health. So let's dim it down a little bit. If you had an employee that was to come forward with a mental health issue, which is very relevant at the moment, that manager will think, how do we deal with this? Do we utilise GP services, which in turn results in a lot of delays, um, not very good management support. GPs tend not to interpret data from an employee employer perspective um, and they will also have access to services for new starters so they can recognise any immediate risk before an employee steps foot at work and these are services that a lot of companies don't even realise that they need or realise is even available to them so we have incorporated them within the package on an unlimited basis to just to make sure that they feel secured and they feel covered along with clinical guidance and support. So we'll start from the basics. We'll train you on what is occupational health. We'll tell you how to write a management referral form. Uh, We'll give your managers guidance on support on things to recognise in employees. And this is basic information. And if they were to go onto a search engine and type in support from an occupational health provider for one individual that a company will help them with a one-off appointment and they'll pay a premium rate for the benefit. But they won't realise that if they was to come to us and they was to look at the Medigold Health Protect package for not much more money, which results in it being really cost-effective, they can actually have this entire service that covers them on a long-term basis. This sounds a bit like tuning up as as well as being able to cater for those instances where you've got a particular problem shall we say with one individual particularly in a small business who may have suddenly gone ill or maybe uh, signed off for a long long time something like this there's an element of tuning up at the margins to make sure that the workforce is in tip-top condition and therefore productive yeah it's really easy to be reactive Um, a lot of companies or people in all terms of life outside of occupational health you won't deal with an issue until it arises Um, so this is very much the way this service works in that companies that have an individual that has an issue they will then look for what they need um, and then that's when they're dealing with that one problem and they're not looking well if this happens again how will we deal with it we would just will we just resort back to that and be continue to be reactive whereas what we're saying is let's deal with this matter in hand but we also want to look at preventing this on the long term and this is a real relationship that you're offering this is this is almost medigold health services becoming an extension of that business part of the background part of the back office almost of running those smaller businesses yeah i couldn't have said it better there are there's a major concern of this industry not having the customer support that they need um, so when you have a one-off appointment, there is no relationship there. There's no let's look at your business, let's see how we can help you. Whereas one of the key things when we developed this service was we need to give them that level of support um, because it doesn't exist at the moment. So we introduced a client engagement manager that supports every single one of our customers that have this service. And there's regular engagement um, on at least a monthly basis and we're looking at their business as a whole rather than just sitting in the background and responding to issues that they have. Tom, hearing what Alex says about that relationship between business owner and Medigold Health and let's not forget the workforce of those businesses as well. There's there's three parties to this particular um, relationship. 
The market for vacancies right now has never been so buoyant. Talk to the recruiters and they say, business is fantastic, we've got loads and loads of vacancies, but actually getting them filled is actually a bigger problem. Recruiters also say that the package and the way that business caters for employees uh, to avoid that burnout or that churn or that coming and going of, of, of business staff is becoming more and more important, more and more difficult too. How far does occupational health play a part in helping to reduce that turnover in staff, to make staff feel valued and want to stay put? I think it's a really interesting point. Traditionally, benefits like an annual health checkup, health MOT, I think they're called, or gym memberships, or even private medical insurance or cash plans, have been the mainstay of these sorts of offerings and um, they've kind of trickled down towards the smaller business market. A lot of the insurers have made hay from selling insurance policies to small businesses to the the directors mainly, I think. Um, And then, you know, in a business of 50 people, you might have five policies and and the other 45 people have nothing. Occupational health is, is different. It's a clinical service that supports, objectively supports management and employees in relation to the health of the individual and the um, fitness for the tasks they're employed to do. So it helps management by um, ensuring that the people they've got are able to do the task, whether it's driving, whether it's climbing, whether it's standing, whether it's computing something. Um, And it helps individuals by giving them the confidence they've been seen by exceptionally qualified medical professionals. We employ 50, 60 consultant physicians, as well as band six, seven senior nurses that have left the NHS and gone into private practice. And these clinicians give um, high quality appointment time. We're talking 30, 45 minutes. When was the last time you got that with your GP, right? Um, And then we produce uh, really well thought out reports and consultative advice for businesses on the back of this to help people deal with chronic conditions or deal with conditions that are mild to moderate, but you need some support to prevent them getting worse. worse. Um, So in in answer to your question, I think employees starting to ask, uh, are starting to ask questions of their employees about what further support they're having for the general workforce. So Access to counselling, access to physiotherapy is becoming um, far more popular. There's a lot of digital tools that are available now, and we have some in the Protect product to help with access to um, to therapists digitally, access to tools to help manage mood, and access to tools to triage early stage mental health conditions and that sort of thing. Um, you know, these things should be readily available now for small businesses. And again, it's a question of, as Alex says, um, awareness. You know, no, employers managing directors and chair people of small businesses knowing that these things exist firstly and they don't have to default to an insurance policy mm-hmm. there are actually more uh, more kind of uh, uh, holistic solutions out there um, and then finding them um, finding something that works commercially for that business which might only be turning over a you know, half million quid or three million quid and this is considered you know a big thing to put in a, a benefit worth you know three four thousand pounds so are you saying that workforces are actually driving business owners to put occupational health into their packages? It sounds as though what you're saying is the grassroots level knows all about this, wants this to be part of the package, and if an employer is going to offer it, that's a green light for them. I think it's, it's two things. It's exactly that, in that people are 
more aware that these services exist. The NHS has incorporated a lot of these digital tools and more accessible services so people know they exist and they're asking questions about why, whether they can get these, particularly if you, you work in a small employer and your friend works in a large employer. The, your friend has got a plethora of benefits and you might have very little. Um, so the, the question raises itself there naturally, but I think also, and fantastically, what we're seeing is that a lot of the business owners that end up working with us, and we can't work with everybody because a lot of people still, um, sadly, don't value this as much as they should do, but those that do, it's a bit of a no-brainer. They come to us seeking something to support their employees with, knowing that after they've kept the lights on, after they've run the payroll, after they've paid their suppliers, they're employing a bunch of people they need to look after. This has all got to be affordable by an individual business if they're going to sign on the dotted line. If we're talking about smaller businesses, the, the, the commercial uh, imperative to get value for money has never been stronger. And we're talking about uh, at the same time as having lots and lots of vacancies on the market, the economy, of course, is showing signs of distress, corporate taxes on its way up, operating costs, just like the cost of living for us domestically, they're on the way up as well. Alex, how far is occupational health seen as an expensive luxury, and I'll emphasise both of those words equally, rather than an essential in, a, in terms of staff retention, staff well-being and productivity for the economy? Pricing this model was a very important, well, it played a big part in the development of the product, um, simply because we appreciate, especially post-pandemic, that budgets and finances for small and medium-sized businesses is a lot more important than it has ever been before. Um, we tried to, we did a lot of research on other providers and we compared it to what they're receiving at the minute. It was hard to put in a benchmark because there's nothing else to compare it to. Um, but if you were to pay for one-off appointments, you can be talking anything between sort of 400 to, what well, I've known even 1,200 pounds for a one-off doctor appointment, which is maybe just a little bit absurd. Um, so that's how much you're talking for one-off appointments, which can be recurring throughout a year. Um, we priced up Protect um, to be affordable, and our average pricing works out to be approximately 70 pence per employee per week. So when you look at that being a cost for an employee, it's quite insignificant in comparison to the return that you'll receive, not only positively from the employee from what they're receiving, but also from a management perspective as well. And do those costs scale up and scale down on the size of the business? Because small businesses rely on smaller numbers of people to be productive. So the costs relating to them and the significance of those individuals is commensurately bigger. If, if you've only got a workforce of five people and one person goes off, that's 20% of your workforce. So when it comes to pricing, do you price to the size of the business? Do, do, do the prices go up for the smallest of businesses? Um, yeah, so naturally, the price is based on headcount. So the smaller the business is, the individual employee rate is very slightly higher, just to cover everything that we include within the package. Um, but, but there isn't much difference. Uh, it literally varies between maybe 10, 15 pence per employee well, per week. 70 pence a week per head doesn't sound a lot of money when you think about it in that, in that kind of a lowest common denominator sense. Yeah, one of the marketing... Um, tools that we used when we first launched it was would you treat your employees to a coffee once a week just to make them feel 
cared for and you know if we go to a local coffee shop these days you're talking I mean I paid £2.60 this morning for a flat white so (laughs) that's what we're talking and I think it's um yeah it's it's not a lot of money in comparison to what they're receiving but it will also have such a positive effect especially when you're offering employments and you're including this in what you're offering it's very attractive for them as well I suppose for business owners look at the productivity of your member of staff look at the profitability look what you're making from their contribution to your business and then look at 70p or thereabouts per week per person yeah it kind of it kind of diminishes in terms of the actual cost versus the benefit that can come out when you need it. Yeah, definitely. And they're making an investment as well. And this is, we're trying to get uh, businesses within this industry to see that it is an investment. It's not a cost. Because ultimately, when you do face absences, there are going to be costs associated with that. Um, You know, even if you don't have a sick pay policy, there will be still be resources within the business that are spending their time dealing with that. Whereas having this package means that all of that responsibility is left down to us so effectively you almost end up with a cost saving on your bottom line. Tom Alex has set out the point about cost and and, and cost versus benefits of course you would this is a new service for Medigold Health you understand the importance of the small business to the economy what is the small business sector saying to you about how you've placed this product how you've placed the offer what the costs are in other words, are people signing up? Is this looking to be a good way forward for small businesses to invest in their staff? To answer in, in reverse, and you know, being the sales director, it's one of the things I'm interested in. <laughs> you know, we proved the concept last year with this product, and, and, and Medigold has got firmly behind it since then. Um, we've had a large number of people we've approached about this, and you know, bear in mind this has been a, an awareness journey. We've had to push this product in front of people and help them assess it because of the um, the low levels of awareness there are out there we've had a huge amount of success um, we've had uh, business owners uh, delighted to see that actually we've got something that now meets their needs when they're caught between needing something reactive and you know medical to supplement the the low level of interaction they get from their employees GPs I mean imagine that imagine having a business of 40 people and trying to deal with a number of GPs to, to, to get information on a couple of people that you've got off this is typically the the route that people go through um, so not only have we got that clinical aspect covered but then there's a suite of um, more uh, holistic medical uh, emotional uh, well-being focused tools to help a businesses kickstart a well-being strategy which you know everybody knows and for years we've been been lauding the benefits of healthy and productive employees and, and so everybody needs a, a you know at least a, a consideration of well-being but also to have tools to help managers understand more about typical conditions that can affect people at work mm. um, you know, even down to things like uh, you know bereavement which people generally don't, you know, they're scared to touch with a barge pole, but this is what occupational health does. It helps people normalise a a huge swathe of medical conditions that can affect people in the workplace. So in response to your question, people, once they start to open up this package and understand that actually it's not just an appointment and a report, and it's not just a portal and an insurance benefit, it's a, a, a collection of clinical and um, well-being focused services that means their employees and their managers and their business as a whole can can get a benefit out of, of, of a, you know an entrance entrance into the well-being market. We talked about relationships earlier on in this conversation. What you've just outlined there 
it, without wanting to sound trite in any way, shape or form, it bears out the old sales phrase, people by people first. It, it sounds as though business is telling you what it needs. You're telling it what you can offer. Equally, you're tailoring the service to what is something quite intimate. It's the relationship between a business owner and a member of their staff. And Medigold Health sits as, as an adjunct to that, as a, as a side partner to that. But at the same time, it's, it's developing relationships mm. at workforce level with employers in a subject that people might have danced around in the past, notwithstanding the fact that at home they probably talk about these things day in, day out, but not in the workplace. Mm. Employers want to talk to us about this. They want to talk about their employee health. They want to talk about their statutory obligations. They want to talk about how they can be a, a better place to work and how they can minimise the impact on people's health, you know, either through the, the kind of pressures of the work they've got or the physical impacts of the work they've got if it's something heavily manual. Um, that's what we do. You know, we, we understand the legislation behind it. We understand the industry standards and the expectations and we can help people that are just setting up in a particular industry to get it right, um, get it right early on. Alex, from what Tom says, clearly there is a market for this service. Clearly, the economic side of things, you've written a case, you wouldn't have the service here unless you'd done your research first. And you come from a smaller company background, which makes you absolutely the person to talk about small businesses uh, in general. People don't generally buy a car without a test drive or, or at least a visit to the showroom. So is there a way for business owners to get up to speed with what's on offer, with occupational health itself, and how it can protect those businesses before they actually buy? You talked about there being a portal service yeah. from Medigold Health. Is there a try-before-you-buy option or, or something that business owners can understand by that? So we have a team of sales consultants that are speak to, speaking to businesses day in, day out about this service. As we said, it's a lot of awareness at the moment. Um, we do a lot of portal demonstrations, so we'll actually actively show them virtually because that's how the world runs now, um, what the portal looks like, how easily accessible it is, and there's two different access points there's the manager point and then there's also the employee access point so we show them the difference and this is a live demo portal so we're not showing them anything that they won't have access to um, and we're doing those on a regular basis and that really gives them a feel for what they will receive if they were to come on board. You sound very passionate about this service that is now available. <laughs> yeah I think um, when Tom first asked me to get involved in this it was definitely something that I was interested in, I think the more, I mean, we've been doing it now for nearly two years and the more businesses that we speak to and bring on board and the feedback that we're receiving from them, it's really, it's showing that this is working and it is making a difference. It's all about people, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I work for a med, I work for an occupational health company and they care about my health and I feel supported and I, I, I know a lot of, I've got a lot of friends and family that work for employers that potentially don't. So, yeah, it is something that's important to me. Alex, Tom, lovely to have you on Better Gold Matters this month. Thanks very much indeed for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks John. John. That's Tom Butcher and Alex Humphreys taking care of the smaller business community. My thanks to both for taking the time to talk to me. That's all for this episode of Medigold Matters. My thanks to you too for taking the time to listen and I hope you enjoyed what you heard. There are other episodes of Medigold Matters which you can listen to at your leisure via the website with more to come in the near future. Do join me again in a few weeks' time, but until then, goodbye. <laughs>